When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Phoenix Five. We're going to look back at the tournament so far, and we're going to talk about all things England. So special of the Phoenix Five this week. We're joined by Adam Miller and David Holland. So we're going to go straight into it. No fucking about. Straight in. We're in the final. Bosh, Holland, how you feeling? <laughs> it's England, isn't it? I, I want to be like it's coming home and swing off buses like I've been seeing today. But it's England and it's not over yet. And, uh, you know, and I still can't believe that we even have a chance of winning it, let alone being in the final. But um, yeah, I've seen some madness today. And I think, oh man, Italy, Italy, it's Italy. And they've been playing well. Miller, how are you feeling? You're, you're in Germany at the moment, in en- enemy territory, behind enemy lines. What, what, what are you feeling? Yeah, pretty much same as Holland. You know what I was like before the tournament started? I was worried that we wouldn't even get out of group stage at the beginning. I just didn't think the team 
structure had enough about it to go and open teams up and score, like what we saw against Scotland pretty much. I was concerned that we wouldn't have enough to break teams down. Do you, so do you, Italy, again, Italy has been my bet for the tournament. So that's why, that's why I'm a bit fucked here. Do you know what? I, I've got a nice wager on them. I think me and Miller have been quite similar on, on England in terms of like the ability in the squad. It's funny how you, you win a couple of games and all of a sudden Southgate's the best manager since sliced bread. The England squad's the best squad we've ever had. It's the better than 96. It's better than 2002. I just think the England's actual team... Um, What's helped massively is the clicks have gone. You, uh, when you look at the team now, you've got Aston Villa player, you've got West Ham player, Leeds player, a, a real important integral part of the team. It's not just Man United, Liverpool and Chelsea um, and Arsenal as it has been in the past. And I think that's massively helped this group of players. I don't think the squad depth is there outside of the wingers. I don't think England have ever had an abundance of players to come in on the left and the right than we've ever had. We've had better strikers in terms of Shearer, Sheridan, Owen, Rooney, better defenders in Rio, Terry, Ashley Cole, um, and so on and so on. But the ability to interchange the top or the, 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 the midfield left and right side, we've never had that before. I mean, Rashford, going into the tournament, we would all have said, not all of us maybe, but Rashford would have been a starter or Sancho would have been a starter in the England eleven. Would, would that be a fair point to say, ahead of Saka and ahead of Grealish? Uh, no, not from for me. history. No, yeah, not for me either. But from Southgate in qualif- qualifications with Rashford, he was a go-to guy. Like Sterling's always been a go-to guy. Yeah. But Sterling's proven why he is the go-to guy. Where Rashford in qualification, he does a job, but he doesn't stand out. When the guys that are actually coming in and taking their chances, they're actually making a difference to the game. And I that's why agree. I think he's playing on merit and who he thinks I really like the way that Southgate has chopped and changed the attacking trio sort of thing depending on the opponents Holland I like what he's done there you know I agree I don't I don't think Rashford has been great uh recently enough I'm glad he's not been playing I can't I can't have him ahead of Saka Saka's been Arsenal's best player all season so he's he's been he's been dragging his club, even though we haven't done great. He's been dragging his club out, so he deserves his place in the team. I don't see what Rashford has been doing to even want a place in it. No, no, I, um, I, I don't disagree with what you said. I think you misunderstood what I'm, what I was saying. Is if, if I said to you, right, England's five games, Saka plays three of them, Sancho plays one, and Rashford doesn't start, and um, Greenish doesn't necessarily play more than a bit part player. Would you not have been surprised by that going in? No one saw Saka going as his first, as, as Miller just said, uh, Rashford was one of his go-to guys and he's kind of not even gotten on the bench from off the bench for most of the games. That's what the surprise is. And I think that's a good surprise, not a negative. negative. I think Saka's done very well uh, in the games he has played. Um, so let's, let's start at the beginning, basically. I'm going to start with Southgate, first of all. <clears throat> Miller, you just said you've, you've enjoyed the way he's kind of changed the team round and, and introduced people off the bench. And Has he impressed you, Southgate, overall then? Um, he surprised me. And you've got to give him credit where it's due with the decisions that he's made. They've all come off. So he was a bit harsh last night on, with the sub-sub, but that's the one for later on in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> he surprised me. He's game management 
was always under debate with our group and stuff like that. I still think he's a bit slow in making a change, as in not just subs, not fresh legs, not that type of change, formational change or directional change to the the way the game is playing. So, yeah, he, he surprised me and fair play to him. He isn't acting or coming across as the yes man that the media and everybody else portrayed him at the beginning. He's doing it his way, so fair play to him. Holland, anything to add to that? Yeah, no, I like what he's doing. I like the I like the fact that you don't know what team he's going to pick game by game. I was watching something the other day um, talking about England of old and that Sven Goran Eriksson announced his team is starting lineup five months before the tournament started. And then like the players that went about, he said it affected them because they knew they didn't have a chance. Now, I, so I loved it. I loved it. That you, you don't know what, and if we don't know who he's going to pick, how does a team plan against him know who he's going to pick? And how do you prepare for that? So um, I like that about him. And I like that he, he is brave in what he does. You know, like, he left like Grealish came on against Germany, and uh, and scored and uh, assisted came for his first goal, and he didn't play at all in the game after. It's horses for courses. Like he, uh, he, he I, I like that about him. Whereas you know, like going back of old, we could name the team before even before the World Cup was even announced. Um, so I like that side of it with him. I may, we may have more players, more selection now, but he he's not picking players based on name and the club they play for. He's picking them based on. Uh, their form, because if it was based on the club they play for, Rashford would have played, and he'd be playing every game. So yeah, so I, I like that about him. So with Henderson, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I've I've said before in the past podcast and I've, on WhatsApp, I've been critical of, not critical of him. I haven't watched a lot of England between the last one and this one, as I said. But I, I'm still jury's still out for me. I know he's done very well in the games he's done. Like Mida said, um, his game management you, you, a little bit slow. I think he's. What he's done, which has impressed me in all the games, is in the past, when we're 1-0 up against Croatia, 0-0 uh, against Scotland, even 1-0 up against Germany. In the past, it was all that, that thought that 90 minute, 89 minute, they're going to get an equaliser or they're going to get a goal. And I think our in-game management of the players as well, of how to close out a game, has massively improved from what I saw three years ago in, when we got knocked out by Croatia. I think the way he's managed the press and the way he's managed the players in terms of the hype I think it's been outstanding. Um, apart from last night where he broke character almost and was you could see the emotion pour out of him to get to a final. But he's, he's earned that. Every other game, he's been very calm and collective. He's come out and called England out on their history. I mean, a lot of people think that England have this rich history of European football. They don't. If you look at how many finals we've reached in 66, this is the first one. So we haven't got this utopia of amazing football that people sometimes pin against England internationally. Um I think he's got his team selection wrong twice, um, but obviously he's got the, the points on the board, so it looks better than it does maybe. I think last night, <clears throat> obviously jumping ahead slightly, I think that game could have been won in 90 minutes if he changed to a 3-5-2 earlier on and he made the changes earlier on. I think he's now in a very difficult situation as the early three or four games at the beginning, he could take those risks and change the formation and didn't worry about the impact. I think now, and the last night's game showed, he was slow to make the changes. Um, in the 90th minute, we got the win and we deserved it. it was the better team, 100%. But I think he could have made the change of 3-5-2 a lot earlier on. And we said this on the WhatsApp 
you know, I said at the time, I think the three five two would have saw that game out inside the ninety minutes. Um, but overall, I think he's impressed. I think everyone's been pretty impressive. So so far, lads, who would you say is the standout player of the tournament? Uh, Holland. Uh, Raheem Sterling has had an absolute blinding tournament, and I'm happy for him because he takes some stick and it's unwarranted. Like um, going into the tournament, he wasn't informed, but he he has proved like this tournament how unbelievable. But do you know what who I who I think England's best player was, and he like what. He's come out of nowhere. It was Calvin Phillips? For me, he, he him last night was unreal. He, they, they, like I say, Declan Rice went off for Henderson, but for, for me, he has been uh, the, the shock of the tournament because no one even expected him to start. But how he's played for me, I think, I think he's been the player that's got us. You know, without being the hero of scoring goals, he has been the young son hero for me. Miller, would you agree with that? Yeah, like obviously we we have debates about formations and what people do off the ball, and he sets the tempo of the game, shutting people down. And like we are normally a nineties podcast, and we've spoken about previously the golden so-called golden generation that Holland don't like the name of, <laughs> <laughs> and the players you knew like what you said about Sven picking the team. Everybody knew who was going to start. But for a player like him to come in and actually have the impact and the desire, and he plays like an old school type player that is isn't scared to actually leave a little bit on someone. He, he's clever with it, he's subtle, but you know when he's coming in, he's coming in with everything. And I really, I really like looking at watching that type of player, you know, from previous. But it's not only what he does defensively. For me, Rice is too much of a crab in this tournament. He's very slow. He moves it sideways too much or backwards. But when Phillips gets... He's some not all the time. He, he does a bit of the crab movement as well. But he does also try to take it on the half turn and drive forward and play the forward passes where I think Rice is playing safe and he's cheating that midfield role. I think it's a bit harsh. I don't think he's cheating it. I do think that going into the tournament, Declan Rice has been talked up quite a lot um, by people I know. Um, got guys in the WhatsApp group, a big big fan of, of Declan Rice. And I've always said I've not seen enough of him to kind of warrant how good he is or what he's going to be. And on the tournament, I think he's done his job very quietly and very effectively. But as you said, Miller, quite rightly, uh, Calvin Phillips just 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 looked a bit better player. It looks a bit more of a more intelligent player. And I didn't even think that coming into the game. I didn't think Calvin Phillips was, you know, I mean, Jude Bellingham for me, if I was in the pit my 11, he would have been in the 11 from the start of the tournament because he's such a mature player and he's not getting a sniff. I mean, this is just saying, we said about depth earlier, I don't think we've had, a, you know, I think we've had a better squad depth and I, I do stick by that. Um, but yeah, Calvin Phillips has been very impressive. I mean, for me, as you said, uh, Holland, Sterling, I mean, the stick is... I, I've got WhatsApp groups going on and, and I'll take him off this, that, and everybody's sterling. I don't think people that don't... I'm sorry, I'll rephrase that. I think people that don't understand football don't understand how good Sterling is. I think if you understand football and you watch him play, he's he's a risk taker. And with risk takers, they do run into blind alleys because they're trying to beat that man or they're trying to do something special with the ball. And if you watch him off the ball, how many players he draws out of defence and moves away. So Harry Kane has got the space. 
Harry Kane, this tournament has sat deeper and he hasn't been used effectively by Southgate, but it's worked the way he's done it. So you can't criticise that. You know, you, you can't always, in the past, we always set up England teams against for Rooney or for Kane, or, sorry, Rooney or for Shearer or for Owen. And it was all a central player. Get it to him and let's see what he does. And the pressure was massive. Kane came in with a lot of pressure and we've taken that pressure off him or Southgate has because it's like, well, we're not just about Harry Kane. We've got other players in this team that can score goals and Sterling's proven that. I mean, last night he ran into a, quite a few blind alleys and got tackled quite a bit, but he creates so much and moves the, the game around so much that people just, and he played 100, what, 108, 120 minutes last night and did he look tired at any stage? I don't think so. The engine on the boys, unbelievable. I think that's what the killing point was for for them last night is the amount of pressure we put on them and we just looked fresher than them. And say in the 90 minutes, from 75 minutes to 90, we could have killed the game off. We was first to everything purely because of how much movement there was up front off the ball, not like let's bang it into Kaney standing still. It, as you said, dragging players about and constantly. Semi-finals, you've got to be mentally on point and focused all the time. If you've got someone just running and running and running, you've got to chase him and your head's gone. You're tired. It's draining. And that's what I think what's happened to the Denmark team, in all fairness. They just lost the legs and the and the focus went. Agreed. Well, let's start. No, at the... no, no. Well, sorry, hold on, carry on. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say, you see, I'm going ahead a bit more. See this game with Italy? I think that might be the defining factor. The fact that Italy are aging, they've got them two centre-backs and we are all, we've got all running. I think well, that, that if we'll any chance back, we've got, we'll that's going to be the thing. At the end. We'll come back to that. We will bring that up. Mm. You know, obviously, we'll cover that at the end. But first game, we went England 1, Croatia nil. Yeah, That was the kick-off of the tournament. We had a good 10 minutes. It then petered out a little bit. The team selection was quite a surprise. Um, you know, a few, a few changes in there. But from that point... Again, people have said, oh, we haven't really played anyone. We've said it in the group, we haven't played anyone, really, when you think about the, the teams that we played. We got knocked out by Croatia two, uh, three years ago. Croatia, yes, an ageing team, you can say, but they're still a good, experienced team. And they didn't really cause any trouble against us. I think that was game management in that game was the first game I saw Southgate manage a game really well. Um, any Anything to bring up on the on the first game? Any, any mentions or anything? I, I, liked, I liked how we handled the first game. You need to get you. You need to not lose in the first game, and that's a, and playing Croatia after what they did to us in the semi-finals of the World Cup previously. Um, there was apprehension going into that game, thinking we could lose it, and we could have done. So I I liked how we. It wasn't the greatest game, and we didn't play the best, but we were effective in what we were doing. We stifled them, and I liked what we done in that game. Obviously, you want to go and see three, four nils, and you want to see us absolutely hammer teams, but that you know. You've got to be careful against teams like that. So I liked the way that we played. It wasn't the greatest spectacle, but for me, it was effective. And we got that goal and I thought we played well. I don't want to play that whole way through a whole tournament and all that sort of stuff. So I like the way that, that he changes it up. But for that game, I, I liked that. Okay, then we go on to the, the, the old enemies, Scotland, which we all watched together on, on, on that game. And it was pretty uh, boring. I know Miller's got an affection for one of the Scottish players that we, we might come on to later. Um, but what, I mean... I think we I, I think we can all agree on that game. We all expected to win. I think we all thought this should be a, a two or three nil a romper. Um, I think that's fair in saying. And it was a quite a dull, stale game. And I think Scotland had the better chances, clear cut chances. Um, 
three or four years ago, we might have lost that game. But again, you've got to take out that aspect. As you said, I think both of you said it's, it's tournament football. And you, you've won your second game, which England never done an opening group game. So we've got that off of our back. We've won an opening game. So it gave us a little bit more. We didn't need to go for it against Scotland because we only need the draw to go through in this tournament because it's four points seems to have got most teams through. Any any feedback on the, on the Scotland game? Miller? Um, I think the occasion and the rivalry got to them. And the fact that they never lost put us in good stead going through to the knockout stages, the resilience side of it. But yeah, they should be killing, like, no no offence, Ireland. They should be killing teams like Scotland. They should do. Yeah, they, you say that, Miller. You say that, but they never do. Name a time when it's happened. No. But the thing is, the, the, the game comes up and we're, oh, we've got Scotland at so-and-so time. We're going to win 2-3-0. But when you look back in history, that's never happened. But that's so what I'm saying, the rivalry, the pressure. It, it, it's just, I think it gets too much for them yeah. on the pitch. But as I said, it's seemed to have had an effect throughout the knockout stages off the back of it is set them up. The fact that we got all the way to the semis without conceding, it's unheard of for England. Well, we're normally, we're normally one nil down and then we've got to pull it out of the bag. Well, that goes night. back again to game management and, and, and we'll go to the, the last group game and we knew we was through and he, I hate when teams then decide to change 11 players and I think he'd done a very good job against Czech Republic in changing the right amount of players just to give some players some game time and again I thought he managed this game very well as well it was very um, the change would come at the right time the uh, movement of the ball and a little, you felt England felt a little bit more free but we just had this tendency in, the, in all three group stages and I, it was about 10-15 minutes of really good on top football and then it just petered out a little bit whether that was reserving some of the energy, whether it was, you know, trying to hold a bit back because they knew they was through, I'm not too sure. There wasn't a lot of talking points in that game. Then we obviously got to get through, jubilation, everyone's quite happy. And then obviously we, we go on to take on, uh, well, who do we take on next? Who wants to, who wants to cover the next game? Holland. We the old enemy. The old, the enemy. old enemy. And you know what I like? You know when, they, you know when you go to a tournament as well and you and they start looking about who you can get where you, when, when you finish? And they try, you know, in the past, like, oh, I hope we finish second. We'd be avoid France and all this oh. other crap. I hate that. And that's another thing we didn't do. We won the group. You know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, anyway, that's, that's for another day. But yeah, no, the old enemy, Germany. And you think, oh my God, the Germans, this is it, we're out. And you do. I don't care what anyone says. Every Englishman thought this was it. You know? And uh, yeah, so then yeah, yeah, and it would, and you know, it, it, the the game went to what sixty odd minutes before we scored, um, and it, you know, it, you, you're, you're thinking the worst. The later it gets, and it's nil nil, you think it's going to be a last minute goal. It's going to be one of them ones that breaks your heart. But um, the changes, I thought the changes made great. Jack Greedish for me made a difference, and I think that's and I think that's what's good with me. I think that's what Southgate's doing. You know, if you watch all the first half of so all the games we played. It's all like you say, crab stuff. It's slow. It's I, I, I honestly, I think I put it in the group. I thought I thought I was watching the game in slow motion the first half, but I think that's what he does. He wears it, wears you down, and then he brings on fresh legs, youngsters, and he and he and he kills it off that way. And I think that's, that's exactly what happens happened to Germany. Um, so yeah, Miller. I was more nervous watching the Germany game than I was last night. The Germany game had me my anxiety levels were at a peak in that second half 
serious stuff it was. I was is on the edge from, of the sorry, seat. But is that from history of England, Germany, more than actually? Because it, when you look at Germany in this tournament, that they were pretty poor defensively. They were easy to get out. I know they're Germany and you give them credit and they've got great players in it. And um, it was about Asian squads. But do you not think, because I was quite confident in this game. This one, the only games, I was more confident in this game, apart from Scotland, than the two previous foreign nations that we took on. Do, do you think that's history? Opposed it would to- definitely be history. Yeah. It would definitely be history involved in that. But they just have a knack, or normally, I should say, the German teams in tournament football, in knockout stage, they they have a way of finding the win. They're renowned for it. And I just thought, as you said, as soon as we had them, we thought, oh, here we go. It's the Germans again. It's at Wembley. We're fucked. But yeah, I, I was very impressed with how they dealt with, as I said, from the Scotland game, how they dealt with the pressure of the nation and the history. And I know the way, South, as you said, Southgate has done very well with managing the media and saying, look, half of these players weren't even born the last time we played Germany in a tournament. So they ain't carrying the weight of, of the nation of history and stuff like that. They're just going out and playing a game of football. And it, it does come across that way. That's a really good point. That's a really good point because... When you go back and look at 96, and uh, because that's the last real tournament you can look back at with actually feeling some success again being at Wembley, you're right. I think that the, the, the chairs in between 66 and 96 is so far now that these players haven't got that burden in history and us as fans aren't on their backs as quick as they would have been in the past. Um, you said tournament, the word, I know it's a tournament, everyone's got, you know, tournament management and Italy and Germany uh, Germany, as you said, are a tournament team is what they, their class is. They just get on turn and just know how to get that, that one nil win and just... Right They're not even bothered in qualifiers. They don't really care about getting through. We want to win the qualifiers every game. Yeah. Like Germany and Italy, and they just do enough to qualify. Yeah. I, I, they, don't, I, they don't really get going until the tournament. Yeah. But this is the one thing that, that I've, I've, I think I've come to realise with Southgate... And the last tournament, I think he was, there was still a, mis, a mismatch in the squad almost. There was some old players and trying to keep it fresh, but also trying to keep people happy. I think he, he managed that quite well. I think we didn't play anyone in the last World Cup. And I think that's true to say that we didn't really play anyone. And when we did, we lost. I don't think you can say that in this tournament. I think it's unfair to say, yeah, but you know, you've got the easier side of the draw and this other, the other stuff. Because again, Czech Republic, they're no mugs. Uh, Croatia, they've won it. They're no mugs. Um, Germany or Germany they are three very good teams you can when you beat a team it almost like oh yeah but they're this or but they're that or, or they're old or they're slow it doesn't matter look at France they drew with Hungary and got knocked out by Portugal who Germany beat Portugal by four goals to whatever it was 4-2 so I don't think obviously on paper when we, we got the draw it was the easiest side of the draw on paper but I don't think anyone's had an easy game in this tournament. I think this has been the best tournament I can ever remember watching for quality of football throughout. From the, No one's been in it and been like, oh, just been white, like, smashed over all three games. Everyone has given a very good account of themselves, I think, in this tournament. But going back to Southgate, I am starting to think he is an international manager. He's not a club manager. I don't think club football works for him. And I, I, I liken him to, I know it's a, a big leap to Scolari in Brazil. And I know Brazil had a, a lot of massive players to work with and the quality was massive. 
But in club football, he wasn't that great, especially obviously when he came to England. He wasn't that great, but he knew how to play tournament football. And you look at Southgate, his career with the under-21s, I think the, the women's for a short spell as well in tournament football. And as uh, Holland, you said at the beginning about, you know, we started off quite slow in the first game and even Scotland was, you know, a bit, bit drab. But it's about peaking at the right time and England have never, ever done that. We peak by game two in most tournaments and then we kind of phase off a little bit. But we he's got them rolling and each game we've just looked a little bit better, a little bit more dominant. We've, we've created a bit more chances. And as you said, the fresh legs coming at the end of games, I think his management's been pretty good. Um, so, I, yeah. But what, I would say that, I would say that, change in the five subs has helped him there. I would definitely say the five subs has helped him. Good point. Good point. How, how do I, you... I, I don't know. I don't agree. I, I think that's crap. I I'm not saying you're crap what you said, Miller. I think the five mm. subs is, is shit and I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I don't um, like it, but I think it's I don't feel I don't feel that he, he, you I don't feel like he really wants to make subs. Like I feel like he's making like making subs. he made he made what he made Jack Grealish last night one and they, he probably just would have stuck with that within been in 90 minutes. There's other teams that are utilising them five subs, like, like Denmark did before the um, before the extra time, and then they had to have ten men because someone got injured, wasn't it? But mm. um, I don't feel that he has, has overly used them. If I'm honest with you, I think if he if we only had three subs like it should be, he would have been quite happy with that. But that's what I said at the beginning that he, he's very slow in making a, a change. In my opinion, I would but I would he's got, that. He's would got five subs there. He's he stabilised the game for the first hour, and then bang, now start changing up a little bit, change the formation, change yeah, the players. I, I think it's I think it's definitely a sixty-minute thing. I think he waits for the sixtieth minute, and we are where we are. Like Ukraine, it didn't matter because we were like three 0 up at that point. So it, you know you could just make subs, but your one nils and your one ones. I think I think his plan is to change things around sixty minutes. Bring on, bring on. Like, Grealish fresh legs and, mm. and Sancho that's my question last night he didn't do that with Denmark he, he Grealish came on about the 63rd minute so he said again Not later than that 70s I think yeah it was no, early 60s are you sure late I'm sure it was late 60s but yeah, I think I'm, that's the plan though I don't, know. I, don't like the, I don't like the five subs so we get, is that going back to three subs next season is that a Covid thing because I don't like that at all well I don't know but he came I, on the 60s I think it, Last night, that was his first in 69 minutes. And I felt that at that point, at the 65th, 69 minutes, it was just fine. But that's when he should have changed the formation in that moment, not later on in the game. I think <clears throat> in the 95th minute when he changed, he put phone on for Mount, that's when the system changed. And that's when we was looked a lot more dominant, which he should have done in the 60th, 65th minute. Because I think that at that point, they were there for the taking. So yeah, I think I said, Miller, it, it was it was a bit late. But it's fine, we got through. It's, it's, you know, you can't question it in hindsight. I was glad we went a goal down. I must be honest. I know it sounds silly, but I've, I've said in the group quite consistently, I want to see this team go a goal down and see how we react. I don't want to get to the final and then we go a goal down and we don't know what Southgate's made of or how he's going to change things. Does he panic? Do the players panic? I think the players handled themselves very well. They had a 10-minute spell where they were out of the ball and Denmark looked dangerous, which is always going to happen. Denmark are not a bad team. But I think we, as the players... There was no one looking to rush and make things happen and panicked. Everyone just looked very composed and was like, well, you know, we'll get chances, just take our time. But that's what I was saying about that's what I was saying about Rice. That's yeah, that's what I was saying about Rice and the easy option. That's what I was saying when he's cheating. He's he's doing the easy option by going sideways when he could go diagonally straight to a winger and get it to the winger quickly, get it out Sterling or Saka 
but he's not. He's going to Walker and then to Saka, and it slows the game down, makes it easier for the Denmark defence. If he went straight to Saka, it gives him time to actually go at somebody and gets them out of sorts at the back. Agreed. Would you say... I'm by go going back to Walker to Shaw, it allows him time to set up. Yeah. I, 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 Sorry, I, I, no, I agree. I can fully agree. Uh, we're talking about Shaw there. I mean, we're talking about redemptions. You know, the Shawshank redemption, so to speak. I mean, he has been phenomenal. Uh, for Man United this season as well, but I think for England, I think he has been, not unsung as he's had the right, right praise, but I think he's, he's really stepped up and he's just looked so dominating uh, on the left-hand side of the team. Um, I think he's stabilised. Him and Sterling on that side have, have worked very well together. Um, I don't think anyone's played bad for England. I'm, it's rare to say that. I don't think anyone you can say, mm, it doesn't. everyone who plays has deserved their place in the team. But I think Rice would be the only person, as you said, Miller. That, 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 would you change it now for the? Let, let's let's go on to the final. We're, we're there. I w- I would keep Rice in there for what he does as a defensive role, shielding Maguire and, and uh, Stones. What he does there, I would keep him in there. It's just he once he's got the ball, it's he's it's the urgency, the distribution needs to improve. From him, yeah. In the group stages, him and Phillips had a good little partnership going. They was bouncing off each other. But I think as it's going further into the tournament, he, the nerves are getting there and he's taking the easy option instead of actually trying to just play naturally like he would at West Ham, like he would at, in the beginning of the tournament. Okay, Holland. Yeah. Does he... Does well, he... I'll, I'll, say, I'll say one thing before we say every player. Walker. Walker, for me, has been a standout player in the team. And I don't think he's getting enough credit in the media. Defensively, the cover that he offers against across the whole pitch, pretty much, he offers so much more as a defender than what people give him credit for. Okay. I'm so I, I, not disagreeing with you. I, I think, uh, yes, he does do all that stuff. I just think for him, he gets himself in trouble still too often. And he has to use his pace to get him out of the situation that he's put himself in with giving the ball away. That's my only criticism. If I'm if I'm being harsh, I think last night I said to everyone, I said, for me, I would have taken Cole Walker off to go to a three-five-two and move Shaw into the middle of the of the left of the three. And you both disagree, and that's fine. I, 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 there's no right or wrong to it. But I felt that he just has a tendency to just overstep it a little bit and then turns and recovers very well. Um, when you, when you have that type of pace, which obviously we've never been blessed with in the group, speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> oh, <hey>. <laughs> <laughs> because me and you will end up doing the sprints next. Oh, you must be joking! It'll be the slowest race ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when you've got that type of pace, you know you've got it in your in your bag to get you out of trouble. So maybe yeah, he does take liberties with his positioning. But he doesn't have to rely on his positional sense. He has the pace to recover. Okay. So yeah. No, for, for me, for me, he is part. I don't like his passing crap. He's if anyone's misplaced the ball, anyone in that, in that team and over this tournament, it's more more anymore. It's him. But for 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 Stones and Maguire to be the defenders they are. They rely on him because the ball goes over the top. He's, he's, like, he's like this sweeper. I like it when they play the three, when they play him 
in the centre with them. Because them two, like a big lads who can head the ball out, they're strong, strong presence. But you see the ball does go over the top. They know that he's going to be able to, to, pick, to sweep it up, to pick it up. And uh, I think he's invaluable. Like when you said to take him off last night, I was like, hell no, man. He is, he, like I say, you can you can rely on him to to get back if if they do get like a one-on-one situation. Chances are you catch him. Stones and Maguire are not catching him. Ball goes over the top. It's like when he ball you run over our top. I might as well not bother running. So, so, but when you've got Walker there, it's, you know, it's, I think he's invaluable to that defence. Like, the only criticism for me is his passing. He does give the ball away. He does some shit passing sometimes. Gives the ball away a lot. But defensive qualities, I think he's been outstanding. So Sunday, it's a big game. It's, it's the first final since, since 66. It's a massive game. Let's talk about Italy. Um, Millie said it earlier on. I think Holland might have said it earlier on. Sorry. Aging team. Um, bit slow, but boy, they've got some quality. I mean, they have some quality in that team. They they have been the most consistent aside from England in this tournament. And I think again, people go who have they beat to some degree. But I mean, you've got the two lads at the back who are just absolute dogs. I mean, the last game in the penalty shootout, that penalty shootout was was won on the toss when um, was it? Um, who was it? The but uh, uh, was it Benucci? who went up to the Spain captain and was hugging him and punched him in the face. That was Cinelli, wasn't it? Cinelli, yeah, wind you know, him up. And then the goal was the wrong call that, yeah. that, was, that was done. It was one. Those mind games, people go, oh, don't matter. it does matter. Because all of a sudden, you're thinking, oh, they, they went into that, that shootout. And they missed the first penalty. But they went into that shootout thinking, we won this. And I just thought from the right the minute, that, that, that coin toss, this is over. Um, experience is massive in these tournaments. And those two boys at the back, just those two, Benucci and... Um, the other fellow, what's I come lost his name again now? When those two at the centre backs, and then Kalini. yeah, and Kalini, and then Mobley, and I mean they they are dangerous, very very dangerous. We haven't come up against a team like that in this tournament um, at all. So um, I'll start with Miller. What's your predictions? What's what's your lineup? What's the style of play? Are we cautious? Do we go for it? What's the result? Does it go to extra time? Miller, tell me. <laughs> I don't know, mate, to be honest. I really don't know. Get off that fence, uh, you bitch. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going 2-1 England. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm going Mason Mount to get the winner. Okay. He won't even be on the pitch then. Oh, interesting. So, Holland, you don't think Mount's going to start? No, I know. I think he'll start, but by the time England go on to win, he'll be already be subbed. Wow. Okay. Um, Miller, who, who's I can see your him turning up? I can see him turning up in the final. Who's your starting Let's 11? Let's hope so, eh? Hey? Totally turn up in this tournament. Well, let's do everyone start starting level. We all, we all know he's in goals, Pickford. Maguire and Stones in the, in the back. Shaw at left back, Walker at right back. Are we all saying. Are you right? saying four? Sorry? Are you saying four at the back or do you I, think he might change it for the final? I think he's going to go five. I think he's going to put Trippier out. Trippier's going to get in somewhere. Okay, well, this is this is this is where it becomes interesting. Trippier getting in. I know he likes Trippier. What's the formation then? So, Holland, what you're thinking is going to go five three two? I think I think yeah, I think he's going to do something like he did against Croatia, like he did against Germany. It, but then it's he put Trippier in when he, before he realised how good Shaw was. I mean, how does he how does he keep Shaw out now? I mean, this is a lovely thing for England, to, a problem for England to have because we've never had it. Pack out the midfield. And try it and win the game in there because by just having Rice and Phillips in there, I think we're going to be too open and they're going to 
use their experience and pop triangles around us into the pockets and stuff like that. So I think he's going to pack the midfield up. So what what are you saying? Five three two then with or are you going three five two? I'm going three five two. So who's your three in the middle? I think you're going to drop Mount into the middle with Rice and Phillips. Okay. All right. All right. So Sterling Kane up top. Okay. For me, I would like to see him go three five two. Um but he isn't going to do that, I don't think. I think he's found his team now and there's no way he, he takes this risk in the biggest game of his career. How do we beat Italy? That's the question. How do we... Yeah, definitely. You don't, don't want to go, go down early. But our, the way we beat them is with pace. And we know that. And But we need to get the ball. If we ain't got the ball, we're not going to score. So getting them on the counter and that is, is a dangerous game to play. Yes, we've got a good solid team unit that has proven it in the tournament so far but have we come up against a team like Italy that can keep the ball and move the ball as good as they have in the tournament I don't know to be honest that's why I'm thinking he's going to try and make them play out in the wings and pack out the middle because if they are playing through the middle on us I think they're going to open us up Okay, interesting. Uh, see, for me, I think he goes the same formation, but adds Sancho in. But I, that's what I would do. But I think he'll stick with Saka. I do think he. I think the team that he played yesterday. I think Saka offers more defensively than what Sancho does. Potentially, maybe yeah. I, I, not not for me personally, but let, let's say he does. I think the first ten minutes are very important. I think the first ten minutes. I think England have to come out of the traps fast, high press and push and test them early on. I think that's for me. You go hell for leather for the first time and really apply yourself because you know we can recover because we've got the legs and they haven't. You hit them out of the block for the first 10 minutes and then nothing comes of it. Then you start sitting back and you stay compact and you stay difficult until the 60th minute, 65th minute, and then you can start changing things. And I think in this game, all five subs will be used by Southgate. I think he will use all five subs in this game. And I think if we're going to see a tactic, I mean, Mancini is a better manager than Southgate. We, we all agree with that. Tactically, we'd all agree that Southgate is behind Mancini in terms of tactically um, in the past we've seen. Um, but I think we've got better... We've got better match winners off the bench. I think we've got about four or five players on that bench that you could, you could easily come on and you could think he could nick a game here. I think you've got Rashford. I think you've got Screelish. You've got Sancho if he's not starting. Um, and I think there's an unsung hero somewhere in there that's going to pop out of nowhere and score a goal. I don't think it's going to be clear cut. Anyone think it's going to go to extra time and penalties? That's the big one. Um, I, would, I would take I extra time. I would take extra time because I think that's when we can win it. I think that that I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this game where I think I'm, I'm happy to keep it tight. I obviously, don't do anything silly where we, we lose it, but keep it tight and take it. No one wants to. I've obviously, obviously, I'd like to win it in 90 minutes, win it comfortable, but it's the final when we're playing Italy. So, I'm gonna, you know, I, I think, I think our way of beating them, and I said it from the start here, is, is by the younger, fresher legs. And if we're taking them into extra time, uh, and, you know, I think that I think that's when we can make the make subs late on and uh, and change the game and and just and just be the fitter, younger team. Um, I don't think that there's not there's not a lot of difference in the teams. I don't think you, you know of the way they play. Um, so I think I think it's going to come down to youth and. Um, 
and I think that's a, yeah. So for me, I, and going back to starting the team, I, w- I would like Foden to start ahead of Mount. For me, I'd like to see Foden start. I thought in the but he hit the post in the first game, didn't he? But I, I you yeah. know, not that you know he hit the post. That's great, but I I I liked when he came on the last night as well. I like what he brings to the team. Um, I'm not saying Mount. I'm not saying I don't like Mount. And um, but I I think I I would like him to start Foden. For me, I think Jorginho, sorry, Jorginho in the middle of Italy's midfield. I think stop him playing. I think Italy fall apart, personally. Uh, That's why I think he's going to drop Mount in on him because they know each other at club. That's That's why I think he's going to drop him on him. I I would agree with that. I think the idea would be just someone just to run. I think it would be Calvin Phillips, personally. I think he'll stick Calvin Phillips on him. I think he'll just say to Phillips, just... Keep keep an eye on him. Don't let him get into any rhythm. Yeah, but um, then you got Rice will be exposed with what's his name? Verratta. Is it Verratta? Verratta, yeah. But Verratta, yeah, Verratta moves. Verratta, yeah. Verratta moves. This is why I think for me the three-five-two would work better. I think, it, but he won't do this. But with three-five-two, I just think you could have, you could afford to drop someone deeper, but in front of uh, Stones and Maguire. You know, Italy play a four-three-three historically. That's what they've done throughout the tournament. They haven't really changed it up much. Um, and I think Chiesa's had a very good tournament. I'm going to go bold, and I've I've not gone bold this whole tournament. I haven't given a prediction to anyone. Three 0 and I think we win in ninety minutes. I think You're going to beat. That is bold. That is bold. Yeah. Jesus Christ! If it comes in, then you'll get just as much praise. But that is some shout. Do you know what? Do you know why? I just think he's kept the shackles on this team quite a lot. And I think in the final, I think one of the key things he'll say is keep it tight. We don't want to lose, obviously. But I think he'll use the word express yourself now. And I think he'll use that to the players who have got no fear. They've got no expectations. England have exceeded expectations. You don't want to lose it now. And he doesn't want these players going in. These are young players. Your Foden's, your Sancho's, your Saka's. But you've got that bit of experience with Sterling and players that have lost finals and have been around finals. And I think he'll just rely on the older heads to be able to maintain the, the the smart part of the game. But the younger guys, I think, will just be able to express themselves a little bit more. And I think the first 10 minutes, we, we, we score a goal. And I think they collapse. I really think that we score one goal in the first 10 minutes. I think they, 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 they will come under pressure. And I don't think they'll be able to recover. I, as I said, you stop the midfield playing in Jorginho. If you put someone on him and stop him dictating the play, and you can have a high press at the top and you get I mean you can get their wing backs you can get ahead of those and you can create space in between Bonucci and Cellini you can do it uh, so for me Sterling will, will worry them with that pace they will he will worry them and they will put two people on him and I think Kane is going to have the best game in an English shirt we've seen yet I really think it's going to be a not a, not, a, not it won't be I know it's going to sound crazy not an easy 3-0 it won't be easy but I think we get a goal in the first time it's very early on and I think they capitulate. And by the 70th minute, the legs go and we get a second and quickly followed by a third. So I think 3-0 in... in, in and I, I think Kane scores. And I, I, I don't know who scores first, but I think Kane will score and have a great game. And that, that's my my two pence into it. Well, that's, that is some shout. Fair play to you if it comes mm. in. Obviously, we want that. But um, I'm I'm not as bold as you. And I'm worried about this game. And I'm, you know, 55 years since they're going to want anything... Um, I can't be shouting out 3-0 in a final. Um, so Are you telling me get off the fence? <laughs> no, get off the fence, no, yeah. no, but I've never seen 1-1. One, one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say England 2-1. Is my heart ruling my head? Possibly. 
Um, yeah. I think it's going to be tight. I think it'll be done exactly how we've done it against Denmark. I think it gets done in extra time. As much as I'd love to stand there and do what Paul done, and he, and he you know, he analysed it very well. He's, there's some thought gone into it, but I can't be shouting out 3-0. So I'm going 2-1. If we do go on to win this, what do you think the chance of the World Cup? Where does that take us? Because historically, the last 10, 15 years, the team that won the European Cup have gone on to win a World Cup straight after with the same squad. And I think if you add another two years into this squad, with what is it 18 months, I think it'll be because it's in the December World Cup, isn't it? A settled team and a settled squad, you, you're not really going to get, I don't think now in the next 18 months, an emerging no. talent that shines through and, and bursts onto the scene. You, I might, you, we might be wrong, but I think we've got a very good balance. I don't think anyone in this squad won't be at an age where they won't make the next World Cup, apart from maybe Trippier, I would say. Um, probably won't be part of it. Think if we go on to win this, can England go on to dominate for the next two years? That's that's the question, really. Uh, Holland, uh, like I say, I come on, I, don't, I, don't be a normal England fan. Speak properly. This is this is come on. Don't be sitting there going, oh, I don't. Do you think if we win this this championship in the way we won it with a manager that seems to be good at tournament management, do you not think going into Qatar? You know, you're, you're at an Argentina that are on the not not. I know they're in the final at the Copa America along with Brazil, but those squads aren't what they were ten years ago. You know. So do you do, so basically, long and short of it, you ask me if going to win win next World Cup. If we win this, we'll do well. Yeah. What do you define as doing well? Can we win World Cup? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If we win this tournament, can we go on to then progress? Go unbeaten for the rest. Um, yeah, I, possibly. I think with a squad we could. Do I think we will? No. Um, I just... I know you're telling me to stay out of defence, but this is the sort of thing that, that makes us hated all over the world. We haven't even won the Euros yet, and now we're talking about winning the World Cup. No, no, but that's what I said. I said, if we went on to win this, with yeah. this, 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 these players and this manager, there's not going to be a massive change in players or management in the next 18 months. It's a quicker... Yeah. It's kind of a lot, a lot quicker... We've got a settled squad. We've got a good yeah. harmony, and it's in a, in a in a foreign country, but every stadium's air conditioned. So that and it's and the way it's been set out and the, the thought has gone into how the traveling is going to work. It's almost not like being at home because obviously it's not the same. But the way the transportation's worked and everything, it, it seems very well organized. And I just think if you you ride on success, honest answer, no, I don't think they're going to do anything in the World Cup. In eighteen months. Okay, anything. That's that's, that's a bold statement. Anything. Well, uh, the hype's going to get too much. The media and supporters are going to jump right off the back of this and hype them up, hype them up. And typical England, let us down. That's what I think is going to happen. I do, I do think we can do well. I do think we can do well. Winning it is a different thing, but, win, but winning breeds winning. And so, you know, if we, you know, we can ride off the weight of actually finally getting the duck off our back and actually winning something as a nation, which could spur us on in a World Cup, uh, the following World Cup. So, yeah, I would expect us to do well. Winning it's a different thing. Um, so, yeah, that's what really I can say. Do you not think, Miller? Because I know you said about the pressure and the uh, the build up of of. Um... But what I have got, I've got a question. I've got a question for Paul. Right? Now you know, you know, I I don't like this golden generation thing. Yeah. Now, if we don't win on Sunday, would we class this team as the golden generation? 
No, no, no. Now, no. now if we if we win it, well, obviously we will. We will, yeah. Oh, if we win it, this no, will be no, the no, 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 generation. No, no. If we Even don't win. No, hold we on. don't win on, on Sunday. Are we going to class this team as a golden generation? Win or lose, no. they won't be classed as a golden generation. No. So, so the, how does hell does the one the, the the team of Beckham and all that be classed it then? Because every single player on that team would have walked into most teams in the rest of the world. But how is it a golden generation? We've, we've got to a semi-finals of a World Cup, and then, and then two years later, we've now got to the finals of the Euros. Now you can't tell me that this team is is worse than that team, and that, yeah, that team's called the golden generation. Yeah, but you're you're t- okay. I get I get what you're saying. I completely understand your logic in what you're saying. But this team is it's it's completely different. It's completely different. Absolutely different. That you haven't got the superstar players that you had in that team back there. The word golden generation was quite relatively new in that period in, in the late nineties, early two thousands, where every, Belgium are now coming to the exit of their golden generation. I think it's when you've got players that are exceptional. And I don't think, man for man, you pick this team against the England team of 2006, England team of 2002, England team of 2000, England team of 98, um, England team of 96. Man for man, I don't think a lot of these players get in for, that, for those uh, those those uh, like-for-like replacements. Foden doesn't get in for a Gaza. Foden doesn't get in for a Gerrard. Foden doesn't get in for a Lampard. Uh, Stones and uh, Maguire do not get in for a Rio, do not get in for an Adams, do not get in for a Terry. Uh, Kane... Argument could be yes, mate. He might get in for a Shearer, but not not for me personally. But he could get in. Um, sure, yeah, okay, maybe based on this run of tournament, would might get in. But you, you then you're getting ahead of Ashley Cole, no? Well, uh, they, well there you go, there you go, there we go. So you you just Ashley Cole. So yeah, that, no, but like I say, we can we can, we can chuck this. this I, 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 you know, I hate this golden generation thing. But if you're gonna go on, if you're gonna go on success. We had none. So, so how the hell are we going to be calling them golden generation? Now, if we're going to, like I say, if we win it on win it on Sunday, then you, you we've won something. That's the golden generation. I don't want to hear no more about that fucking team of um, whatever it's 2002 or whatever, 2006, whatever that team was. I but the golden generation, no you, you misunderstand what golden generation is. Golden generation isn't winning things. Golden generation was about the, the players that you had in, in, as a, in a team. This will be, if they win on Sunday, if they win on Sunday, this will be a winning team. It won't be about... No, but that's bullshit. Like, France had, a, France had a, a golden generation. They won France 98 with it. Yeah, they had so a golden generation. I think you have to, and, you, and golden, it has to be a, a golden generation. has to no, be no. of winners. Because they had a, I don't want to hear it. No, they had a golden generation and they won. They had their best squad arguably, and every French player in that team would have got into any other team and they would have got into any French team in past or present. That's the difference. And they won it. So Spain- you're telling me the way this England team have played this tournament, they won't get into top teams? No, David. No, be realistic, David. They wouldn't get into... And not, what, not, you, no, no. Uh, Harry Maguire wouldn't walk into a Barcelona team 10 years ago or a Man United team 10 years ago. Let's be realistic. No, I'm I, on about now. I'm on about now. Yeah, but you you got, they, they, you got you're, if you're looking at you'll be looking at a team the way they're playing now. These boys should be these boys would be picked up by by top teams the way they're playing. Well, yeah, but they, but I, okay. if I'm if I'm looking if I'm a manager, I'm looking at Calvin Phillips and I'm thinking, how much more can I pay for him at Leeds? Right. You, okay. Taking this for? Yes, to a point. But if you're looking at, at the team, as I said earlier, the 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 positive of this team is they do come from different teams: Leeds, Aston Villa, Everton. It's not just coming from the power teams. So I think. Would Pickford get into a top European team? No. And again, I can, I'm, I'm comparing it to what England have had in the past. Would they get into another England team? The answer individually, and I think, Adam, you, you've nodded along with me. Would you agree 
what I'm saying in terms of individually, they're not um, like for like would get into a team of the last 20 years of our generation. I would, I would agree with 80, 90% of the things that you were saying, Paul, about the golden generation, how it was broken down, was because they was individuals, top players. What we have now is a team, a team spirit. They're not standout superstars individually that's going to be bought after this tournament for 200 million, 300 million. We haven't got that type of player in the team. Sterling is probably the only one, I would say, that people will come in and pay top, top money for in across Europe, I should say. But it's the team. And I think that's the main thing in this tournament and from the last tournament that Southgate has brought back into the whole England squad clicks, everybody on the tables, singing the national anthems, the bond, the social aspect in the background that's keeping them entertained and not bored, not treating them like kids and allowing them to just be adults. I think that's the key in this team. Would I say, no, these guys now need to be called the golden generation? No. I'll say these are a winning team, as you said, Paul. Or they have not won yet, but they are a team that's progressing and growing together. So you asked a question about the World Cup, what I think they would do. I think this hype from this and the last one is going to become too much. And we won't have home advantage in the World Cup. Okay. We're lucky that majority of our games have been at Wembley. Yeah, definitely an advantage on that, I would say. And I think we played the away game at the right time to just take this thing out of the tail, the media jumping on the bandwagon and the fans. But And it was against Ukraine. And it was against Ukraine. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? You're fucking you fucking ideal. Be, you You're going to go away and play another team from Wembley. In, in, a stadium that, in a stadium that we're not doing well in as British teams or club level or international level. Agreed. Well, guys, I mean... It's a different atmosphere this time. Obviously, we're, we're when we was in '96, we were kids, and then in the early 2000s, we was you know in that stage where we can be at the pub. And I think we've all kind of said the same thing. We're not going to be out at the pubs getting it large. We're going to be at home with our families. My my little girl has sat and watched the last couple of games, and she's really enjoyed it. And she's seven. You know, the face paint was on, and she, and I didn't think she'd be that interested, but she's it's grabbed her attention. I think um, Millie, you're you're going home and going to see your kids and. Be with your family yeah. and Holland, you're the same sitting down with Alf watching it on, on Sunday. Have a few beers, of course, but it's not the same of being out on the street and being part of that community of getting absolutely blottoed and, and having a, a massive, large time. But it'll be a different experience, but it might be the only experience we get to sit down with our kids and watch a England team in a final, unless you're me and you're thinking, well, in two years' time, we're going to be in another final in the World Cup. But, you know, we'll, we'll save that for another time. But, guys, I think we've, we've all done our results. We can all agree it's been a fantastic tournament, I would, I would say, in terms of quality of football. I want to just talk about one more thing and then we'll wrap it up. VAR. How good has VAR been in this tournament? Hey, I, was, I, I, forgot, I forgot I wanted to mention that. I'm so glad you brought it up. VAR in this tournament is exactly how VAR should be. I don't know what they've done here that's different from the Premier League, but you don't even know it exists. With double, like, I don't know what. Like, I hope the Premier League's like this next season because 
it's been amazing. Honestly, they have not got it really involved. It's not ruined any games. It's not done nothing. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't pinpoint actually what the difference has been, but it's been it's been brilliant. I can tell you what the difference has been. It, the difference has been is we don't over in the Premier League. We don't over analyze and analyze and analyze, and we don't have to see the lines from twenty different angles. It's almost like they're saying this is the decision. Far's gone to it in a studio somewhere else, and that's the decision. And let's go on with the game. Whereas in the Premier League. We are obsessed with going, well, let's have a look. Let's replay it again. Let's replay it again. Is the line, get the referee in. Let's look at it again. And I think that's the delay in it. And I think the English referees that are doing it in the VAR are so still worried about making a mistake. And the referees in the past, this season, they did a bit more of going and checking the screen. They, the referee does the VAR sign, listens to his ear, and then he'll go over the screen if he needs to make a very quick decision. He's not spending half an hour looking at the monitor, worried about what this impact and that goes back to what Miller and yourself have said in the past with the media side of things on the players is equally as the referees. So, and I think it's been an absolute, um, obviously, hopefully it doesn't get used in the final against us and then we look like absolute morons. But Miller, what's your what your feel, uh, thoughts on VAR this tournament? I've, I think better level of referee that does not need to fall back onto VAR which I think the Premier League, unfortunately, at the moment, doesn't have the best quality referee and they're all scared and got backbone to actually make a decision themselves. So that, that's what I reckon the tournament's been what done. Just the quality of the referees. But guys, I mean, let's, let's wrap it up there. We, this is the last one in the season, obviously. It's a bit of a bonus one for everyone. We, we threw it together quite quickly. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening, everybody, and all your support over the last season. Uh, there'll be a few more interviews coming up soon. And hopefully we'll resemble this back in late September, early October. Sports Social Podcast Network.